0: on this week's show. Mitch Brundle pulls no punches after Dover suffered bank holiday defeat at
1: Dartford. It's the first time this season that I can say that my team didn't give me the desire and the commitment and the will to want to to really put their bodies on the line for me and they didn't today so.
0: Darts coach Alan McCleary relieved after two wins in two over the bank holiday weekend to kickstart their season.
1: We felt there was them performances in us
2: but we just needed that uh, confidence boost of a of a win. And 10 goals
0: for Lordswood over the weekend but tarnished by a serious injury as manager Matt Barman tells us all about it.
3: As nice as 10 goals was, it sort of pales a little bit into insignificance with when we have anything like that unfortunately so football-wise
0: fantastic Um, as a weekend, a little bit rough really and welcome to this week's episode of the Kentley podcast sponsored by Sandwich Town Youth FC. We've got three interviews for you this week, well, well I'll say that, but you'll understand later on in the show why there's a smidgen of jeopardy in that statement, but hopefully you will enjoy what we've got for you. Uh, I'm John Phillips, fresh from a windswept trip on an open top bus. On the line now, I'm not actually sure I can give this man enough of a big up. After two weeks away, he is back. The man, the myth, the legend, the miffed off to be back at work after more than a fortnight off. It's the one and the only Matthew Gerard. Yes, he's back. We've missed you.
4: How are you, pal? Not bad. 18 days I had off work and I went you know, back to You know, heartbreaking. No, on a beautiful, lovely holiday. Thanks for Tom and Nigel for stepping in uh, in my absence. But I was um, sitting by my son, Louder, jumping in the pool, jumping in the sea, reading some books. So I had a very nice holiday back to reality, which... Um, Reality is not very good, but um, good to be back on the pod. Um, as the season's um, looking good at the moment for certain clubs, of ours. But yeah, it's a lovely trip, really lovely holiday. Um, Pretaris we went to in Cyprus, and uh, I know you've been there, John. But anybody for for a trip away would recommend it. The weather was good, food was good, people were good, all in all, bloody good holiday.
0: I guess the weather was really good out there as well, which uh, which is. It's been a bit mixed here, to be honest, mate. I'm not, I'm
4: not going to lie to you. No, it hasn't been. No, people are saying that my grass needs a big cut in the garden, so that probably shows that if it rains, the grass grows quite a bit. So, uh, but again, it look, does look good because I've got a very good tan. So everybody else looks like Casper the Friendly Ghost. So uh, that always looks good on me. There
0: was, uh, there was some rumours actually that you even listened to uh, an episode of the Ken podcast. I, suppose, I, I, I did listen.
4: I, yeah, I very rarely listen back, um, so, um, so I know what a good program it is. I don't need to listen to it, but now I listen for my mate Tom. He's a good lad, old Tom. So uh, um, he's always sort of ribbing me, and uh, his knowledge was good, which is that was basically I was testing out his knowledge really, and it was good, and he did a decent job on there and a good yeah. interview as well with Liam Friend. It was really good.
0: Yeah, you sound a bit weird, mate. You could probably use eleven hours sleep now, but you're not going to get that tonight, are you?
4: No, it's quite late. i going to be. i have got to go to the dentist tomorrow morning early as well. Always oh. good. So uh, pain, pain, pain all the way.
0: Good news to your dentist though. He's probably rubbing his hands again yeah, as yeah. you turn but
4: up. <laughs> we're all going. The whole family's going. Oh crikey! Again. It will be. Uh, yeah, we will be going on only next year after the dentist, probably.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's our 262nd episode this week, and that cheerfully is synonymous with war, as the Messerschmitt Me 262 was the first jet-powered fighter aircraft. It first flew in 1941 with a piston engine through a jet engine was used in 1942 for the first time. It was apparently an effective dogfighter with claims that 542 Allied aircrafts were shot down. But ultimately, the ME262, Messerschmitt was the company who made it, had little effect on the war because of its late introduction and small numbers that entered the the service. So yeah, it's famous, but it's a loser. A bit like, say, Dover Athletic. Uh,
4: And that's... I thought thought surely the planes, you know, Red Baron in the First World War, was it... What was that different plane? Was that Wasn't a jet engine.
0: Wasn't a jet engine apparently. So not as fast, no, right. basically. Uh, th- that was a pretty nice segue, anyway. Uh, for for once, uh, as we're going to start with the Bank Holiday Monday Monday clash between Dartford and Dover, where one of the two made it back-to-back wins over the weekend, and the other back-to-back defeats. It was Dartford who were the winners, with their second win of the season after a promising start, it's now three defeats in four for the Whites. And after the game, boss Mitch Bundle pulled very few punches when he spoke to Matt.
1: Yeah, and we, you know, we've got players in there that can say they're sort of center arms that want to mark and defend, if you don't mark, from corners and with their height and that's their game plan. And you're not willing to to put your head where it hurts. You're not willing to be honest with yourself and mark them. It's it's embarrassing, you know, so... um, but like I said, it's the first time this season that I can say that my team didn't give me the desire and the commitment and the will to want to, to really put their bodies on the line for me. And they didn't today. So that's the bit I'm most frustrated about. We've we've been in every game so far this season. Um, today, we didn't really look in it. So uh, yeah. do you, Why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe it could be the disruption of the changes. But like I said, if I don't change it and we look a little bit leggy, then I would regret not changing it. And the players coming in, to step up to the plate and want to show why they're playing, they didn't do that today. Um, so, listen, it's a, it's, it's, it's a learning curve on my behalf. Players so, you're you saying you made too many changes then? Uh, 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 well, we had to. You know, there's players are playing 90 minutes with how athletic and how much I demand of them, especially at Worthing. Um, they just didn't. Listen, the boys that stepped in didn't step up to the plate. So, um, it will give me. Now they've proved to me that they can't do what I'm asking for them. So, we'll. We'll have to change it.
4: Yeah, as we said, you know, the game was quite even until they got the corner. Again, they were pushing They were, they were a big side. Do you think they were physically
1: stronger than you throughout? Yeah, they, we got bullied. They, they bullied some of our players. They bullied from corners. They, they, they can be bigger than you, but you can always, you can always affect it if you're really wanting to, to stop someone getting a run on you. Um, and really having the desire to say you ain't scoring today, you got that. They, well, listen, they showed more fight after the game, which is pathetic, rid- ridiculous. What do you mean by right, the rumble with the Dartford players? Yeah, exactly, you're doing that after you've lost two 0 It's embarrassing, you know. Do it on the pitch, do it where it matters. You, you get paid to do this job. You you can't you can't play 90 minutes and not show any fight, and then come after the game and want to do it. It's just it's not it's, it's just not that's not in my nature. You know, I'd leave everything on there. I leave, leave everything every on any single thing I do to, towards this football club. I leave literally no stone unturned. And it was just, like I said, it's, it's the first time I can say it this season, but it's a harsh truth. Some reality checks in there for some people, and some people won't be playing anymore. So it means players could be coming. will be leaving the club shortly then? You mentioned on the weekend you've got a lot of non contract players. Yeah, of course. That's it. That's why we put them on them. You know, it's, it's harsh reality football. Something has to change because, yes, that isn't my starting 11 that started most of the games, but. That means that the players, that if we get an injury, players to step up to the plate aren't good enough. Then that means that the squad's not got the depth that it needs, so it has to be changed. Are you concerned as well? Last four games, you really haven't scored a goal in open play. Yeah, and, uh, of course. You know, the centre forwards get paid to score, we get defended, But did we have enough chances today? No. Did did the desire and wanted score? No. No. Um, but like I said, nothing seems to really work for us today. So I'll have to go back and watch it. I could say a lot of things that maybe I might look at it and see. But it's just in possession, slow, sloppy, didn't play forward enough. Um, like I said, when they're a big team, you've got to try and move them. You've got to try and be brave in possession. You don't, you don't have to be... In terms of when I say about being hard to play against and having that doesn't you can ha- you can prove to people that you're good with the football you don't have to do it with fighting and scruffing you're just playing into their hands and some people wanted to think that they were bigger and stronger than them but we wasn't um so we just listen take it away i have to go and watch it um yeah. how do you look at
4: the first month of the season you know first two games you had four points since then you've only picked up one point out of four um how do you think the first month's gone
1: I think building up to this game, I was happy that we was always in the game, so the goals would hopefully come. Um, they haven't, but like I said, I, I, the first half of the seasons hard to judge now because the first month, sorry, um, because that that that's I didn't think in terms of what I built with the players coming in and stuff. I just didn't think they would give me a performance like that. that that's that's my biggest concern is that they can throw them performances, and we've been we've always been in the games up till now. We've not we've not been conceding lots of goals but like I said we've got to put it in, in the net the other way so it's back to the drawing board this week for training um, and it's just about finding the best 11 now and the players that aren't happy and if they're not happy with me knock them off it's, and they can go somewhere else.
4: Chippenham at the weekend you know solid side at this, out, at this level for
1: a number of years what do you expect from them? Yeah listen I don't know how well, how well they got on today but it's a funny old league, isn't it? Everyone beats everyone and everyone seems to lose. I think Dartford, what did they, they didn't win for the first four and then now everyone back to back. So it just shows you that the league is what it is. But I thought we'd be building in terms of making it. But obviously now we can look back at the drawing board and we like I said, we're all frustrated here. We're, we're all saying the same things did I make too many changes but the players that are in the squad they should be able to come in they're fresh they didn't play Saturday or if they did they didn't play very long um, and they didn't step up um, and like I said I, I'll always take it on the chin that if I make mistakes or make a mistake that the players that have played in that team have started games before um, I thought Pete done okay today you know I thought he'd he, 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 he come in I thought he, he's the one that he, he sort of done enough to say to me yeah I should be playing so um he didn't make any errors he, he didn't cost any goals so like I said he, he's had his chances taking it so this just a frustrating day for you yeah of course like I said I could I'm gonna ramble on all, all night to myself and speak to speak to the staff here we just can't let it define your season one game but you can also look at it and go right how, how does that not happen again you know um But yeah, just like I said, it's a frustrating game. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to get too carried away in the heat of the moment and say something that I might regret. And I just wanted to also just thank the fans. And listen, it's it's an apology on, on my behalf and the I know I'm I'm apologising for what the players did out there, but they have to do it themselves. You know, the only way you're going to keep fans on side is if you, like I said, every game so far this season, the fans have been happy. Um, Today, they deserve to go home not happy. So don't write us off just yet. It's only one game.
0: We're recording these bits on Tuesday night, Matt, and Oludo Ajayi has already left the club. I'm I'm sure he won't be the last. It sounds like that was a pretty bad day at the office,
4: Matt. Um, Yeah, Again, Dave, a lot of Dover players are on non-contract, so a lot of these players are going to move on, and I think Dover will probably start utilising the loan market now with the transfer deadline um, ends at the end of this week. Um, and again, don't want to get too high, don't want to get too low. Um, um, Mitch Brundle, I, I do like Mitch Brundle, because he's desperate to succeed, and he was hurting after the, uh, the result on Monday. Beaten by the better team, Dartford, Urb, uh, well, we'll talk about them in a minute, but a change side. Dover huffed and puffed. Looking at it, I looked at the stats. Only about three other teams have failed to score less than Dover, which is a bit of a concern because I've never got much goals in the team. And, and if you can't defend from a set piece, you're going to have issues. Dover have got a very good goalkeeper in Billy Terrell, who will go on better and bigger and better things than Dover. He saved them on a couple of occasions, but Dover, In some ways, in my opinion, need a big, strong centre-half, a bit of creativity in midfield and an absolute lump up front who can um, bully defenders, a bit like um, the Dartford defenders did against Dover on Saturday. So, uh, again, on the start of the season, I thought Dover could lose their first six games. So we've got five points on the board that maybe I didn't think we were going to get. But we need to turn our foam form around. But I've got every confidence in Mitch Brundle. If he's given the resources and maybe a bit of help, I think he could do with an assistant manager just to sort of, because he's quite passionate about that interview, John, was not he? You know, he, you know, some, he's a good interviewer because he doesn't hold any punches, unlike some managers who say the same old things.
0: It's, yeah, I, I did like that interview, and I thought it was it was really good, you know. And, and as you say, didn't hold back, didn't pull his punches. My question for you is, he obviously made changes from the Worthing game on Saturday. He doesn't think that the players that came in were were right. So do you think that's a bit naive from him to make those changes? And,
4: and perhaps he should have stuck with what he had. Uh, well, I, I, I think he had to make Dartford a big side. So he brought in the taller players that uh, come in and do a job. Again, there's probably, in my opinion, I think there's about 15, 14, 15 players on non-contract. Probably half of them I'd probably get rid of and start again. Which I don't... Putting them on non-contract is a good idea because Dover have been handing out previous managers silly contracts to silly players and it's difficult to pay them off so um, I'm sure I said at the start of the season the side that played the first game of the season against Torquay that got everybody excited I would think would be very difficult different from the side that maybe played at Christmas and looking at that, that will be the case now so Mitch Bundle is learning and I think he probably does need somebody, you know he's gone through a couple of assistant managers hasn't he Somebody just to sit down with him and and talk him through stuff because he's very knowledgeable about the game um, and and clearly picked things up. But sometimes I think a little bit of help would help him out. But I'm still confident Dover will be okay this season. Because I I do think there's a manager in Mitch Brundle. It's just he's getting the right personnel on the pitch, which I know he's really working on.
0: Do do you think man management might be something that he maybe finds uh, difficult as as a young man? Do do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think... Well, at 28, I don't think I could do much at all. Um, but managing a, a group of footballers and trying to get the best out of them, you know, having those moments when the team doesn't perform well and, and trying to get that respect from them all, is, is that where you think you could maybe use some more experience in that sort of man management side?
4: I did speak to, uh, I've not known him, one of the David players who was dropped at the weekend, um, uh, and he said that Mitch Bundle is, you know, has got a good mix between, you know, he knows what it's like to be a player and have that sort of relationship and knows what it's like and then can turn that to be a manager so he was quite impressed with him as a manager. It's going to be difficult at 28, you don't get many managers at that sort of age um, and again he's he just got to work out what his best team is um, I think uh, and again have to be ruthless which I think he will make those decisions would he have made too many changes some of the changes that he made after Saturday's game against Worthing, Worthing are a very good team, and I expect Worthing. If you finish above Worthing, you're going to do all right this season. Um, I, would, I agreed with, to be honest. So, um, but again, some of the players have got to step up to the mark. You, know, you look at some of the players, Dave. have got they have jumped around from club to club, club to club. So, um, and there may be a reason for that. Um, so it's just getting a solid player and maybe a bit of more players that. Got a little bit of quality in this thing and i mentioned earlier there were three positions they need they need an absolute leader at the back and again as i say a, a big lump because i think sutherland's got something about him and he's got a good movement uh and he, when he came off the bench he, he was quite lively but again you don't you can't lump up to him because he's about five foot six but he can cause problems if, if somebody works with him.
0: Four games without a win was not the ideal start for Dartford, but the win on Monday followed the victory at Averley on Saturday. And hopefully that's going to kickstart things for the Darts. Matt also spoke to Darts first team
2: coach Adam McLeary. We're delighted. Um, we felt there was then performances in us, but we just needed that uh, confidence boost of a, of a win, uh, certainly at Averley, And the clean sheet was a bonus there, obviously. And we've carried that on today. Um, you know, we created a number of chances today again a clean sheet which is uh, which is what we're looking for and uh, we don't think we can you know we're we're not good enough to to win games by conceding lots of goals so we need to make sure we're right at the back Um, and then once we've got that solid base I think we uh, we can create chances like we did today and we you know Unfortunate, I think, not to have bar by another couple at least.
4: Was there a bit of doom and gloom? on you know, your first four, four games you hadn't won and conceding late as well. So, it was a bit of pressure for you? Not
2: pressure as such, no. It was just it's frustration more than anything. Um, the early early games. Um, as you rightly say, we conceded late goals, and if we hadn't have done that, we'd have been you know a lot in a lot better position in the table. Um, but it is what it is, and we felt that. You know, if we just kept on plugging away and being, you know, sort of resilient and consistent, then um, we'd get where we want to be, which is, you know, sort of clean sheets and, and wins. And the last two games have shown that, yeah. Set pieces as well, key today, two corners, two goals, that must be pleasing for you. Yeah, we've pride ourselves on those. And, and fortunately at both ends now, we're, you know, we're, we're, you know, sort of pretty resolute at the back as well. Um, yeah, but, you know, we look to fret. We've, um, you know, we've had a bit of change in terms of personnel from last summer. How go. difficult is that as well when, when you get a new
4: team in and trying to bed them in?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that has, that you know, that being too critical with the boys, that, that's that been some it's of the...
4: Staff Dartford's a club that's had the players for a number of years well, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. And I think, you know, that, that's that been one of the reasons why we're a little bit inconsistent the first three or four games. Um, but those, you know, the players are starting to bed in now. They're starting to work as a team. Um, we've had a few injuries along the way, and but, you know, we've managed to recruit in the summer. You know, the gaffers brought in a, a, you know a, a good few players now and um we've got the players that we want um and we're able to you know sort of mix and match who, who's in there when you know if and sort of suspensions that are going to come along and and injuries so we're able
4: to put people in there that still know the jobs and still can do the job in that position yeah what do you think the standard at this level so far you because it seems you think you know everybody's going to say the two big west country sides going to be the key the big hitters this year
2: you would have thought so from the start, if, if you're honest. Obviously, they're, they're, they're the name teams in the division. But, um, you know, you, you look at Bath, they've, they've, had, they've had a good start to the season. And I, th- I think the way that it's turning out at the moment is everyone's beating each other. Um, are you surprised at that? I am a bit surprised, in it? Yeah, if, as, as probably everyone else. You, you know, you'd be thinking that the big-name teams are probably up there. But... Um, you know, that's that, that's that's what hopefully works in our favour because it gives us a chance to catch up, um, you know, and push on. So, you know, after ten games, I think we'll start to settle down the division will start to settle down, and um, we'll see where we are after
4: that. The expectations, you know, six years out of eight, got to the playoffs and missed out, which is heartbreaking. Is the main thing is to go that one step further this year?
2: Obviously, I mean that's the aim is to is to get out of the division. Um, how you do it? Um, you know is immaterial I think you've just got to get out of the division you'd like to go up as, as champions and win it and not have to mess around with the playoff so um, yeah that's that's the aim of everyone at the club it, you know, it always will be so um, yeah we're just keeping battling on and uh, hopefully the performances will get better and better and we'll uh, we'll get
4: the points we need You mentioned the West Country you've got to go to Taunton at the weekend I think you're going on the day some long trips in this league what do you expect from them? Yeah so I suppose it's been a bit of a
2: quirk of the division that there's um, you know, there's a lot of teams from that from that sort of neck of the woods that we're going to have to travel to, but they've got to come to us, so um, it's going to be a tough game. It's, it's always it's down there. We've not we've not been overly successful in those long journeys, so um, it's something that you know was was in the forefront of uh, manager's mind. And I think in the summer in recruitment of getting the right characters and the right you know right people in the building. Um, he's happy with what we we did and and what he recruited, and um, hopefully the uh, results will be different this year. Oh no! You couldn't have asked for a better Bank Holiday weekend, could you? Sun shining, no, six points. Yeah, yeah it's uh, certainly uh, it certainly brightens the weekend up. Put it like that. A uh,
0: good result for them, Matt. You've seen a fair bit of the various guises of the darts over the past few years. Where do you think this side ranks?
4: Um, it's Alan. It's an Alan Dowson side now. Um, very direct. Now, um, I looked. I'd look at some of my notes last season when the Dartford side. I think they played Dover on uh, Bank Holiday. Uh, Easter Monday. This was about three or three players. The whole of that squad involved um, on Monday. Um, very direct, very strong, very physical. Um, different to what they were last season. So, and Alan Dowson has got a good record at this level. So, he has probably got a template of what he thinks will get them out of this division. Um, Have they got enough quality? Have they got enough goal threat? Again, they score from two set pieces against Dover. Um, And again, it was a sort of a set piece they scored against um, Avery at the weekend with a long throw, which will be a weapon for them. Uh, They'll they'll be okay. They'll be solid. Um, They're playing to their strengths. You know, you've got Bradbury up front, Lewis Manor, two absolute units, which I'd take at Dover up front because they bully defenders. You've got Luke Coulson, who did put a penalty over the bar. In the game as well, who, who can run the show, and, and, and a couple of big center halves. It's, it's, it's a different Dartford, um, and maybe that's the way to get out of this division: is to be a bit more physical, be a bit more direct, be a, have players who are big, strong players. You know, I'm all for that in this division. So, Alan Dowson's there. It's not too bad a start for them, I don't think. They could you know, it could be hell of a lot better. You know, those two home games against Bath and against Farnborough, they conceded goals in the last minute. You had an extra four points on that, and they're looking very, very good. So I think um, there was a bit of doom and gloom from them the last thing, but I think uh, they'll be pleased with that because if they you know, they could be easily in the playoffs if things hadn't gone against them. They're not a patch on Worthing. As I say, Worthing are a very good team, but Dartford will bully sides in this division. And I think as the longer the season goes, the pitches get a bit... Harder. That's when you'll see when they'll bulldoze teams if they can keep that. So, and play a lot, lot less football than last season, but more, I think, more chance of being successful. Even though they had a very good season last year. Well, I think the one thing from that
0: interview, and it was very good actually to hear from a, another face uh, at Darfur. And Alan McLeary's um, uh, nephew once stayed in in, in the B and B in my former life uh, out of interest. Um, but there was a line that he said quite near the start there. He uh, well he said, we're not good enough to win games by conceding lots of goals. Now, yeah. if I was a Dartford fan, I think I'd be looking at thinking, do you know what? You know, that, that suggests to me that they want to grind out 1-0s, 2-1s and things like that. And, and I thought that was quite an interesting line.
4: Yeah. Again, you've got Coulson, who will take your set pieces, get your assists. He may have less time on the ball than he has had before running the show. Because they, again, play in the final third. Lunk it up to Bradbury, who is a menace up front. at Manor, and then maybe the caution to pick up the, the snippets, you know, the little second balls in that area. They played three at the back. Screw big, strong defenders. So, yeah, it, it, it's a different staff, and you know, supporters again. If you're playing long ball football and it's not, you're not picking up results, supporters are going to be unhappy. But I think the way they all bulldoze teams. How many got? They've got eight goals in what? Six games? We've only conceded six as well. So, And three of them were in one game. So uh, I think he, he was interesting. He's tried a different goalkeeper, but Mitch Beeney had a good game. Not that he was tested on, Saturday, on Monday against Dover, but again, he's probably good because he can boot the ball halfway late to the pitch. And maybe uh, that's why a, a factor they brought him in. So yeah, big, strong physical side, Dartford, this season, which probably over the last 10 years or so, you, you haven't really uh, classed them as.
0: No, All of five of our teams in that division had a weekend where both of their results were the same. Uh, a great weekend for Welling who got off the mark by beating havana and Water League on Saturday. Followed that up with a victory at Tunbridge Angels on Monday. Uh, Angels also lost at Yeovil on Saturday. And a pair of 1-1 draws from Maidstone at Hemel on Saturday and then at home to Taunton on Monday. Uh, six games in for each of our sides. They are 11th, 12th, 17th, 18th and 20th. Uh, still early days, but I'm not exactly sure any of them will be that thrilled with how it's gone. Uh, two more games this week for them. Both they are coming thick and fast at the moment. On Saturday, Dover at home to Chippenham, uh, Tunbridge head to Slough, Dartford head to Taunton as we've already heard. Welling at home to St Albans and it's Maidstone travelling to Weymouth. And on Tuesday night, Dartford are hosts Slough, Maidstone at home to Averley, Dover go to St Albans, Tunbridge Angels are at home to Braintree and Welling take was probably a pretty tricky trip uh, down to Worthing. the International League probably got off the mark with a two one win over troubled South End on Monday. Follow following up a 2-2 draw at Rochdale uh, with that win. Ebb building a nice little win-lose, win-lose pattern. Victory over Kidderminster on Saturday, followed by a defeat at Barnett on Monday, 3-2. Only two goal scorers, Dominic Pollyon with both for fleet, but Nicky Cabamba's hat-trick more than cancelled that out. Uh, on Saturday, it's Altringham against Bromley and Ebb at home to York City, who have sacked their manager already. It's still August. I'll tell you what, let's just do this in order for a change and head to the Eastman League Premier Division, uh, where Chatham's incredible start to the season goes on. After a 5 2 win at Dulwich Hamlet on Monday, Jack Evans got a hat trick, two more for Jamie Yiller, too, and the Chats have got 15 points out of 15. I'm there on Saturday for the FA Cup crash with Ramsgate, Matt, but what an
4: amazing start for the Chats. Oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, more than they could probably imagine they'd have a good start going at Dulwich, winning by five goals to two. I'm sure Jack Evans would have had a hat tr- must have scored a hat trick in the scaffold. And they won that league, must have last season when they got promoted, He must have got a hat-trick. So we did say over the time that Jack Evans probably not playing in a, a level, a few levels below um, and scoring a, a hat-trick at Dulwich Hamlet in front of over 2,000 people against a decent Dulwich side really does show um, what a good side they've got here, you know, it's, it's full of really experienced players. And maybe that, play, keeping that side over the last few years, just adding to it, they're just in the habit of winning football matches, John. Um, Danny Kebwell still playing, still scoring goals. Did you fancy them to do well this season? Or, I know it's only five games in, but a lot of people will be looking up and thinking, blimey, they are the real deal. I didn't
0: think there'd be any relegation trouble. I probably thought they'd be second of our, of our four in that division. Um, but no, I didn't think for a second that there'd be 15 points from a possible 15 and, and flying. I think um, you mentioned Jack Evans, of course, but I think Jamie is a really good signing for them. I think he's got five league goals already. And I think that that just... Jamie you know, Lilla, like,
4: Yilla was going to join Dover until um, uh, the assistant manager walked away.
0: And there you go. And, and that just shows that he's a quality player. And that's a really good piece of work from Kev Haig to get him in, get him over the line. And, you know, the crowds are still great at, at Chatham mm. as well everyone there was on the, on the crest of a wave and long might continue. That's what, that's what I've got to say. I think it's, it's absolutely brilliant to see a club, you know, when we first started doing this podcast um, they were just about to drop into the scaffold and, you know, and and, you saw, and we always said they didn't belong there, but it took them a while to build and get out there, but they did it the right way. They built up the stadium. They got the pitch and now they're reaping the benefits aren't
4: they? Yeah. Fantastic crowds. Um, the real buzz about um, the place and the crowds they're getting, you have to give them respect as well. You know, Chillingham are having a good season. They've had a turnaround as well. Um, five wins out of five. Big game from at the weekend, which will, which will be a cracker, and you'll be there, John. But really, really good start to the season for them. I, I think I thought they would be okay, you know, on the outskirts of the playoffs. But five wins out of five and five really good wins as well against side know this division and have been in this division for a while really good um, uh, really good standing could we have another side in National South next season and how high can Chatham go really the way they're going on and off the pitch world at the moment really a club on the up so fair play to them and long may that continue
0: absolutely uh, folks in collected four points over the weekend join nil-nil at hashtag United for a 2-0 derby win at Margate who've got six points from their five games having lost 2-1 At home to Chest on Friday night and talking of losing, talking of losing, it's five from five for Cray Wanderers, but definitely not the sort of five from five Neil Smith would have wanted. Beaten home by Enfield on Saturday and away to Hastings on Monday, it's been a shocking start for Wanderers. Four of the teams that they played sit in the top seven, but Matt, cause for concern?
4: Yeah, you don't normally expect Neil Smith's sides to, to roll over and they've only scored one goal in those opening five games. Which it will be a big concern. Look at the side there; it doesn't seem to be much, that much change from from last season. They've got some really good players in there who know this level and know what they're doing. But I don't, I, again, you know, they had the great news of them moving into the new ground or doing the ground up or starting the ground. Um, maybe this season is a bit more consolidation, and when that can go in. But yeah, I can't believe that Cray would. Contemplate changing manager because you know what Neil Smith could bring, but a really disappointing start to the season for him. And you know, I don't know who they've who they got in the cup next week on Saturday. It's a big game. New
0: Haven at home on Saturday, so big, big one. They should be winning against the team from Step Five.
4: Um, yeah, and yeah. It,
0: uh, They've got to win that, I would say.
4: But yeah, yeah. He'll be under. The thing is, he might not be under pressure from the chairman, but Neil Smith will be putting pressure on himself because he he will be disappointed with the start. Cause we, out of all the sides, I thought Gray Rondas would be the ones at the, at the top end of the table from our area.
0: Absolutely. FA Cup for those four this weekend, then I'll run through all the fixtures uh, later on the show. We've already mentioned a couple of them uh, anyway. In the Eastman League South East, the big news was sadly about horrible injury uh, to Adam Ramadan. The much-travelled Astral Bringer suffered a double leg break in the bank holiday clash at Hyde, which was abandoned uh, with a score at nil 0 we, we certainly wish him well in his recovery. It sounded like a really nasty one. Both of those sides still, uh, therefore, with 100% winning records with two wins from two. Uh, on the pitch, the big winners were Cray Valley, seven-two uh, winners at Phoenix Sports on Monday, and they're second in the early table with seven points from their three games. So Having drawn two-two, a league newcomers, Broadridge Heath, on Saturday, uh, a good start for Steve McKim, Matt.
4: You have seven different goal scorers as well. <laughs> I don't really see that. Um, yeah, good. we yeah, Steve, know Steve McKim's a good manager. Um, he's used players that he's had before, Carl Lisby, son of Kevin, coming through. Oh, that makes me feel old. <laughs> yeah, but again, I'm hearing good things about him, so um, he, he, he scored at the the weekend. Lyle delaverde he's been around the houses, but a good player at that level. So I uh, cra- cra- you know, there was sort of um, you know, question marks, you know, why would you bring in, um, why did you get rid of the previous manager? But if Steve McKim comes available, did a really good job at Tunbridge. Some people didn't want, it, want him to go when he left there. It didn't really work out for him at Cushalton, but calling at Cray, and hit the ground running. It seems strange in this league. That not many, We haven't had many games, have we? But um, uh, from there, 7-2 at Phoenix. A bit concerning for poor old Phoenix, but you know, shows that maybe they're going to be a Cray Valley. We've been knocking on the door over the last couple of years. Have they got enough this season to maybe uh, go one better? But in, in, a, in a tough, tight division, which we knew is going to be quite an exciting division as well. so.
0: Yeah, a couple of massive games there on Monday. One ended 2-1 uh, for Ramsgate at Herne Bay as two managers faced off against their old clubs. Uh, ben Smith triumphing over Steve Lovell at his old stamping ground. And yes, is stamping not stomping? Uh, while the Swale Derby was a dramatic affair as Sittingbourne and Sheffield United shared four goals with Richie Hamill earning the Itz a point with a last-minute penalty. Seven Hopes beat Exeter 4-1 on Monday. Well, Beckham beat Irith and Belvedere 2-0 to get their first league win of the season. The other games were not mentioned on Saturday, so Beck's beating at home by early just three bridges. They've played more games than anybody else, though. Uh, Hern Bay won 2-1 at East Grinstead, Sitting Wall won 3-0 at Horndean High, 2-0 winners at Merston, And a pair of 4-0 wins, Ramsgate over Littlehampton, Sheppey against Phoenix. Uh, FA Cup for those teams, too, so I'll just quickly dip in and tell you that Lidtown were 4-2 winners over Deal in their rematch on Monday. We can run through the fixtures, so on Saturday... Beckham travel to Berkhamstead Town. It's Chatham against Ramsgate, as we already mentioned. Cray Wanderers at home to Newhaven. Faversham against Lewis. Folkestone travel to Hartley-Whitney. It's Hendon against Margate. Hyde host Hanworth-Villow. Herne Bay go to Redhill. Sevenoaks against Whitehawk. Sheffield United at home to Kennington. Uh, Cray rally Mills go to Uxbridge. Uh, and it's Whitstall against Wingate and Finchley. And then on Sunday, two more games. Uh, Iritha Belvedere against Hastings and Kingstonian. Against Lid, what a reward that is for the leaders. So, Matt Jarrah, what takes your fancy there?
4: All right, let me go through that. To see, <laughs> uh, we, we normally look see who we can get through. It is, I have to say, a
0: lot, a few.
4: Yeah, you have to say for Lid, fantastic to go to Kingston. We're playing Tooting now, which is a lovely old ground. Um, I presume that'll be on the Sunday with if Tooting are playing. Yep. Moved? Yeah, yeah, it's on the Sunday. So, um. Beckenham had a good result in the previous round, didn't they? Um, we know what they did last season. Chatham against Ramsgate is the standout tie. Ramsgate will be desperate to win, but there's not many players left over from last season as well, so maybe they won't have that sort of hunger to right the wrongs when they lost the league. Um, Faversham against Lewis, We've still a few rumours going around against Faversham, but... It's a fantastic game against Lewis. If they get a result there, which arguably they could do, um, that could be a good one. Surely every season somebody plays Hartley-Whitney, don't they, from Ken?
0: Absolutely. It's normally Folkestone, I think.
4: Yeah, yeah. they played before. (laughs) I think so, Tough one for Margate as well. Um, Yeah, I think... I think we're going to get a 10th. We're guaranteed a couple through, aren't we? So, yeah, I think we'll do okay. And then um, we'll see what happens from there. But, yeah... Chatham Ramsgate is a standout tie. You've got to fancy Chatham in that, but Ramsgate have got some good players um, and they'll be well organised. So probably the biggest game is probably Cray against New Haven. Cray have to get a result from that high town. You know, you, 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 you know, all these sides with with the, with the national south sides coming in, it um, could be some decent ties if they get through. But and it's two thousand two hundred and fifty quid, so uh, do okay. I think we'll do okay. And I, I, I'll say, Faversham will beat Lewis.
0: Oh, big shout. Uh, let's move down to the scaffold then. Um, what I'm hoping is going to be our third interview of the show. Uh, it was a great weekend for Lawswood who hit five in both their FA Vase clash with Ash United on Saturday and then their scaffold derby with Hollands and Blair. Uh, the Wood have unbeaten in three league games and hopefully I caught up with their boss, Matt Barman.
3: Yeah, football-wise it was. We had a bad injury on Saturday, John. So, um, to Ethan Stewart, one of our key players since we've come in, is a break and two fractures Um, as nice as 10 goals was it sort of has a little bit into insignificance with when we have anything like that unfortunately so um, football-wise fantastic Um, as a weekend um, a little bit rough really for the the, the team and the squad
0: I I did have that written down to talk about Ethan actually obviously uh, awful for everybody who, who was involved but you know, the way that yeah. people have rallied round and started raising money for him. That's 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 pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant.
3: You know, we're trying to sort of build a bit of a like a a, a family atmosphere almost within the team. You know that we're all in it together. Um, you know we've got a very very young squad. You know, and it's it, it's. It's, it's been it's been a, it's, it's been tough few days actually. So on two days which we really should have been enjoying. So it's difficult, it, isn't it, it? it?
0: You know, when you when you've built a team and, and you know relatively new team, and then to yeah. see one of one of your your teammates, one of your players, one yeah. of your pals get hurt like that, it's, it's really hard. A hundred
3: percent. He he was there for a sort of an hour while I was waiting for an, an ambulance, and all he was concerned about was how much football he was going to miss. So. Um, he's been around sort of a few clubs, and we'd like to think sort of over the last six, sort of six months he's been in with us. He, he's he's sort of found a home now, and he's and he's uh, flourishing as a player. You know, he's, he's he's got three goals probably could have got four or five. Um, he plays in the dressing room to, to what we're doing. He's he's twenty three, so he's one one of our oldest players. Um, so yeah, it, it's. It, it, it was hard, and you know, we, we rallied on Monday, and we, we spoke about that. We didn't; it wasn't as cliched as we, we 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 got the win for Ethan. But you know, it was it was hard for the boys to to comprehend. Um, you know, I've been in football and around football for forty years. I've seen this twice now, so it's it's a freak accident. Um, I don't think I've sort of watched it back. Um, it wasn't a malicious tackle. It was just one of those things that unfortunately does happen. So, um, you know, he's going to be out for a long time. We'll support him um, through, his, through his rehab periods. Um, so, um, yeah. So, yeah. It was. It was it, it's, it's been tough, honestly. On, you know, because you because you build that, and that's what we're trying to build. You know, we're not we, we we've got a different angle of how we're trying to put a side together. Um, we're trying to give opportunity to young players, um, some some lads that have been around the scene and haven't quite sort of found their home. Um, but probably even would admit he probably fit, fitted into that. But over the last six months, he's been he's been excellent and, and loving every second of it. And you know, and when you're sort of laying on the pitch with him. Waiting for the ambulance, and he's um, all he can talk about is how much football he's going to miss. It's 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 a tough one to take. So, of course, but I mean, if you look at
1: it from from a footballing point of view as a
0: whole, you're unbeaten so far in the league. Uh, You're through in the FA Vars. Um, Taking the Uh, Ethan situation out of that, if if I'd said that to you at the start of the month, you'd just snap my hand off, wouldn't you? Yeah,
3: good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, once sort of all the dust settles with 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 injury, and we know what, exactly what we're looking at. You know, he's home now from from hospital. Um, we we certainly would have taken that. we just a ten goal a ten goal weekend for us. You know, um, would have taken us probably a month to get them that, that amount of goals previously. So, um, you know, we finished with four wins at the end of last season. Uh, we kept pretty much nearly everyone we wanted to keep and and have added to it
0: so yeah excellent start so Uh, when you came into lords obviously last year you know the the previous season they'd had some they'd only just stayed up and then obviously it didn't really click at the start of last season and i guess you you came in and wanted to stabilize which you did and now you're you're looking to have a really good season this time around yeah we are yeah you
3: know it's we've not you, you know i'm a we've gone with a completely different model Um, you know we've we've, we quite often play with three 17 year olds um, an 18 year old captain um, I suppose the average age is somewhere probably between 19 and 20 in the squad Um, I think you know but they they will only get experience by experiencing things John so it's, it's not a case of, of of the age. We need to sort of throw them in. Lucky enough, when we came in last year, um, we managed to get some of the boys up to about 1,500 minutes. You know, and sort of they took that away over the summer um, and, and come back stronger for that. So, yeah, we, 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 feel, we feel we're in quite a good place, to be honest. So
0: You talk about having young players. I, I was I chatted to another scaffold manager, and he said to me that they've played some teams already where you know, they're big, strong, physical, and, and they're going to learn about men's football. And I guess that's what's going to happen over the course of the season for your boys. hundred um, percent.
3: We're possibly trying to find them boys that might play, you know, certainly step four, step three. Um, but at the moment, them lads probably, because of their age, wouldn't get that much opportunity. So they've certainly got the ability because... You know, I, I, I do believe there's certain a a man of the squad that can play step three. Um, but the reality is who's gonna play a seventeen year old centre back at, at that level with not many sides. So um so their opportunity to come into Lordsworth is you know, if they come in with the right attitude, willing to learn, we'll, we'll give them them opportunities regardless of, you know, age evil either, either either end of the scale. It just so happens. Sort of, it's a it's a younger model, but you know, it's not to say we wouldn't look at older players, and there might be a period when it, you know, we do need to have a look and, and maybe get that right amount of experience. Um, last year we had Luke and Harry, good year. um This year, you know, we're sort of we're, the, 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 we're trying to do it on our own with the boys, so. Um
0: Lords was a, a nice little club. I've only been there once myself, but, you know, it's, it's, everyone was very friendly and you had a good crowd in on Monday as well. Yeah, we had, um, so we had a lot of work done over the
3: summer. We have got a chairman, and vice chairman in. Um, obviously, started with Jason Lidders when he came um, into the club. He brought me. So we got Ray Broad and Gary Peck who have sort of um, invested um, not just money, an awful lot of time. There's so much work that's been done up at the, the ground, it's it, it's quite unbelievable. It was sort of six months' work over a month and, and over a month and a half during the uh, pre-season period, you know. So um it's it's refreshing that it's a change from 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 the top. The whole philosophy of of, of, of everything, you know, we, we're trying to get some identity, and part of that being is a is a community club, and hopefully, uh, you know, that the local community into that, and and we and we get some decent crowds, you know, and that helps us to become sustainable as a club.
0: Um, you haven't got a game this weekend. I guess actually, after what happened last weekend, is, is it nice to have a bit of a break, even though you're in a good runner form? No,
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> um, funny enough, we've got played the week after, and I'm at a wedding, so I'm absolutely gutted that. Um. I'm best man and I just can't squeeze out of it. It don't matter how much I try. So I'd rather <laughs> take the game this week and the following weeks be off. So. Um. <laughs> um,
0: <clears throat> and I suppose just finally, obviously, that you look at the at uh, the league tables There's some there's a big teams in the scaffold but as we know, the top five get in the playoffs this year. So that gives everybody something to aim for, doesn't it? I think it does. And. Um, I, you,
3: I, I think you're going to see shocks every week, if I'm honest. You know, um, I, I I don't know how you can predict um, results in this league. I think everyone's capable of beating everyone at times. Um, you know, the the, the early favourites um, have all got points, probably where we would have thought maybe they would not enough uh, for us. Us will be our target will be wherever we are. Halfway we need to to improve second half. So, you know, if we're in a push, if we can get to around eighth or ninth, we will be silly if we, we don't try and have a push towards the playoffs. You know, if we're sitting eighteenth, nineteenth, um, we we need to push further up the league. What we're trying to what we're trying to do as a club is is progress. So, um, so for us, it's we'll, we'll look at you know exact targets. Um, when we get to about halfway, but that that needs to be an improvement on the first half of the season because that shows what we're doing is is working. What that hopefully does is leave us towards the, at the end of the at the end of the season we we should know and we should have sort of hopefully tied down in our squad what maybe the next season looks like for a real good push in the league, you know. So
0: it just sounds to me like um you know quite, this is a project at, at Lordswood both on and off the pitch.
3: A hundred percent you know we've got you know we, you know Jason's um director of football there you know he knows this this these standard of football inside out and obviously levels well above um it's it's but if it's not based on a one year plan you know you can't get promoted every year that can't be the remit. let's get let's get promoted let's get promoted um you need to start becoming sustainable as a club, you need to have your identity. And you know, during the course of the season, you need to be identifying what you need for the for the following season. You know, so um, it's for me, it's no good coming in eighth and then having no, no squad for, for next season because that that almost would, would, would have been a, a pointless exercise. You know, so um, you know maybe we'd rather come tenth, have have what we've got tied in, uh, what we think we we want, and then identify. You know, suppliers for for what we want going future forward. So, um, so yeah, it's it's good when we talk when when Jason sets it out. We're talking about a two three year plan, um, as opposed to you know this we we all need to go up this year. You know, there's a lot of pressure on a lot of managers in our league, um, because albeit there's there's five spots to play for, only two still go up.
0: So here's an insight into how this week's show has worked. As I speak to you, I've not spoken to Matt yet. So neither of us know what he said. Uh, but Matt, who I am speaking to now, uh, a really good start to the season for Lords. With a, bit of, a bit of a new brush for them. Um, and, you know, they've gone a bit under the radar, but a really solid start.
4: Very good, solid start, scoring goals. Lords um, again, one of these clubs that, I think, some part we do in this pod, they had a bit of money, didn't they? And they were going to look like they, they might be okay. Um, going up, then that sort of money goes out of it, then they have got in there, How, again, from that interview, has, is it a new new broom has come in, I take it then, John? I
0: think Matt took over in in, in the middle of last season, um, I mean, obviously two years ago, well, sorry, back end of the season before last, I went to Lordswood on the last day and they stayed up because of a yeah. last minute penalty combined with a result in Essex that we couldn't control, um, but you know, I think last season they, they kept faith in Richard Dimmick and it didn't really work out, so they made the change, brought Matt in, uh, and we're very grateful that he could come on the show. And, and I think actually, do you know what he it, he's obviously moulded the team the way he wants it. You know, he's got some some good players in there, some some names that, that you recognise, and and you know go under the radar in this division. And and, I, and I'm sure I, I'm not preempting this at all, but I'm pretty sure that Matt will have said something along the lines of the playoffs gives everybody hope, and Lords are yeah. one of those teams, aren't they?
4: Yeah, you know, James Jeffrey seems a goal scorer at this level. He seems to score a lot of goals at the level. Excellent crowd, 327 against Hollins and Blair as well. So, yeah, I, I think, yeah, we're going to say it every week, John, but the the playoffs really opens this division up so much. And I think that that's probably seen by some of the crowds as well, that people are thinking, oh, if you know this level of football, yeah, we've got a chance here. We're not, we expected one team to run away with it, not at the moment. We get a good start, we could be not necessarily winning the league, but we could be up there to to get in the playoffs. And that opens up for a lot of teams. And I bet a lot of teams are quite excited about this season. And we, I think Lords would have had a good start, good result in the Vars, good result in the league. See where they go from there. And they've raised more than
0: £1,000 for, for injured Ethan Stewart as well. Uh, a bit like Adam Ramadan, horrible, horrible double leg break. Um, the club has really sort of got around. They're trying to get to 2000 um, and So that is all around social media. So if you do want to donate to that, uh, that'd be really good. Uh, the rest of the FA bars went went well, with only four scaffold sides going out, and two of them had to go out because they were playing fellow scaffold sides. That's one Saturday. Staple won 4-0 at AFC Uckfield. Uh, Rochester 2-1 winners at Ballum. Hollands and Blair beat Billingshurst 3-1. Tunbridge Wells 4-0 winners at Brighton. Road. So I think they scored three in five in the first five minutes there. Uh, Corinthian beat Chessington and Hook United 5-2, uh, continuing a the record. They haven't lost a game in the bars in normal time in five years as their manager is always quick to point out to me. Uh, Fabersham Town, 4 nil winners at Horsham YMCA. We've heard about Lords with 5 Ash 1. Beerster 3 nil winners at Oak. Punjab United, 5-1 winners over Goddard in town. Homestead won 2-1 at Seaford. Uh, Snoddham, 5-1. Tower Hamlets one. Sutton needed penalties to beat Pagan after a 1-1 one, one draw. VCD, VCD Athletic beat Redhill, 3-1. Westland Town, 5-1. Essie Timmsby won. Uh, but Fabersham's Strikeforce right, did go out, beating 2-1 at Westside. Uh, there were... Three league games on Saturday in the Scaffield Premier Division as well. Uh, Glebe let a two-goal lead slip to draw 2-2 with Irith Town. Russell beat for 3-1 and Whitstable were 3-0 winners over Kennington. On a Monday, virtually a full programme and plenty of goals, as you would expect. Sam Hassler got both of Faversham's goals as they beat Whitstable 2-1. It's just stayed top of the table after an unbelievable comeback. 3-0 down with nine minutes to play against Glebe, who also missed a penalty to draw 3-3. We've heard about Lordswood's big win. Punjab made it nine goals in the week as they beat Sun Athletic 4-2. Stansfield beat Homestead 2-1. No goals between Snodland and the joint leaders, Corinthian. Tom Wells came back from a goal down to beat Russell 2-1 in front of an incredible crowd. 1,043 at the Culverden. While VC Athletic beat Wellington 4-0. Uh, seven teams unbeaten in that division, Matt. Five without a win. Uh, what are your thoughts on the early knockings there?
4: In these, get yeah. Feeling a bit sorry for Deal. <laughs> I do like Kingy. Um hasn't been a great start for the deal, has it? Without winning the league, gone out of the FA Cup. Uh, it's going to be, I still thought, you know, Whitstable, you know, I, I still like the look of them. Fisher doing well, Corinthian. Very, very open league. Um, it's going to take it a while to settle down once the, the Vars still plays a big part. Hopefully, some league fixtures can come into it. But yeah, I would have thought a number of sides are enjoying the start to the season in this run better than they thought they would be.
0: Yes, absolutely. All the fixtures uh, for Saturday are on the Scafford website. And the first one, Sports top of the pile on, on goals scored from Rochester and AFC Whiteleaf. They've all got nine points, but the top two have played four games, whereas AFC Whiteleaf have only played three. Uh, two games on Saturday produced 13 goals. Greenways lost 4-3 at home to Meridian BP. Lightfield New Heights went down 4-2 to FC Elmstead. Then Monday, it was AFC Whiteleaf 1, Forest Hill Park 0. Pavishman uh, Strikeforce won 3-1 at Canterbury. and at Croydon 3, Lewish and Barra. 4. Meridian VP drew 2-2 with Beck. Ross United beat Greenways 5-1. All uh, 25 goals in Greenways, six games. Never, ever dull there. Uh, fixtures there on Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So do get onto the Skefford website and have a look. Uh, I've kind of rushed through that a little bit because my train is due in five minutes. Uh, so we do need to wrap this up. Uh, but, Matt, one thing that we did talk about last week, and it happened again at the weekend, abandoned matches. Have you, have you ever been at one that's been
4: abandoned? Uh, I've been uh, back in the day of fog. I think at Dover, at a been abandoned. Not for, only because of weather, rather than um, rather than an injury. Uh, again, I don't think back in the day, i showing my age here, games weren't abandoned because of injuries, were they? Is that because... Boots, pitches, or whatever—it seems to be a new thing. Games abandoned for injuries, Does that me? I think, I think it's a health and safety thing, isn't it? I think yeah. you know
0: when a player suffers injuries. So obviously, I saw it at the Lid against Deal game the other week. You know, there's a reluctance, and rightly so, to move people um, when they've suffered these injuries, and, they, and you know you don't want to. I, I hate to, to use this phrase, but it's almost a bit like where there's where there's blame as a claim. You know, if you, if someone makes the wrong decision and moves someone and causes it makes the injury worse then in this day and age, that can be a real issue. So I think that's kind of why it happens. I mean, you know, I understand completely that, that, that you have to be cautious. And, and for, from all accounts of what I heard from the Hive game on Saturday, you know, the, the players were very, very shaken up and didn't really want to play on. Um, wasn't quite the same at the Lid against Deal game. Um, but the, once it got to like half an hour of there not being uh, any play, I think it was the right call. I mean, I've, I've been to a game that was abandoned due to a frozen pitch. I've been to one that was called off about a minute before kickoff. Yeah. And I have been oh. at another one which is called off due to head injury in Hern Bay and Ramsgate uh, when Lee Browning took a whack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, him and Nick Treadwell had a horrible clash of heads. And uh, Lee Browning was not well uh, for, for a little while there. and he was on the Lee Browning and is back
4: in his day. That, I, think that, I think that was his final game, Lee Browning. Yeah, yeah. That one had to retire. Yeah, he had an injury at Dover, I think, when he hit his head as well. So, but no, I've been to a my, I've been to a game that's been abandoned before the first game on the first day of the season with heavy rain at Faversham, down, and then you know fifth of August or whatever it was, and it was abandoned before the game started, about ten minutes before kickoff. So, yeah, well, it's, it's, it, I think I think you're probably right. It's important that health and safety is, and shame about Adam Ramadan, good player uh, at that level, and um, good to see that you know club both the club are rallying around him to hopefully get some so he can uh, have an operation and he doesn't lose too much money. But, yeah, sad to see. Um, And that was a decent game as well at the top of the table. Could be important coming out when it's rearranged.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Especially a local derby bank really money, big crowd in. But I understand, uh, as I say, that it was pretty uh, unpleasant for everybody who was all around it. So, um, yeah, tricky. Um, I know you won't have been watching the telly because you've been on holiday. Have you got any separate food recommendations for
4: me, Matt? Uh, No, well, yeah, uh, halloumi. I do like a bit of halloumi. We had a, really well, we, we, where we were. We had we went to a Chinese restaurant, an Italian restaurant, a seafood restaurant. So, but pl- plenty of um lovely food. So yeah, the food was good. The weather was good. Everything was good. Really, it was a, really recommended. You've been to Patras when you when you went? No, we so were like, the other side.
0: Of it. We were the other you side. Were, yeah, too. but I'd recommend
4: this side. It, it was really really nice. Really enjoyable. People are so friendly over there. You know, so we come back here, it will be so bloody miserable. It, Makes you uh, feel a bit like that. But no, all in all, very good. Uh, we've been watching The Tower, John. I don't know if you saw that. One. that was oh, you I remember that the
0: first that. series, yeah.
4: Yeah, that's new ones back on to that. Um, been watching Newcastle. The, what I've been watching last week, athletics. I do love a bit of athletics. I do, you know, the World Championships, the coverage the BBC do. Absolutely fantastic. Love the athletics. Probably the only sport that my wife would probably watch. She absolutely loves the athletics all in all. Yeah, all in all, very good, very good. But um, well, now it's that time where we all we'll start to be watching programs, so we'll keep that on the listings.
0: Absolutely, well, I mean, I saw athletics at the 2008 Olympics in Beijing, um, and also I went to see some at London Stadium a few years
4: ago, so that was uh, quite. Well, I mean, we were discussing that we'd like to go, but you probably you said, oh, you get a better view on the telly, which you probably do, but the atmosphere must be cracking at that. And I know a few people are going to the Paris uh, Olympics for the athletics, and I'm, I'm sure it'll be brilliant there as well, because there's some real superstars out there. I don't. Too too much about it. And if you'd have said to me, you, yeah, John, there's a question for you. What two nations are the king of the men's javelin? Do you know who that is? You might know the answer now.
0: I'm guessing uh, Czech Republic and Slovakia.
4: India and Pakistan. <sighs>
0: of course, yeah.
4: Apparently, they were saying about it, it's the, the, say, it's the cricketers who are going into javelin because the way you run and use your shoulder and the guy who wins it is the world champion from india i would have right. never known that because they are not known for their, their athletics um track and field events but yeah india and pakistan i've learned to make the king of the javelin they at the moment
0: unbelievable and I'm, I'm now on my train so i'm trying to be quite quiet um but i just want to say that my future in law jumped out of a plane today um i don't fancy it well they
4: when I was in Australia, I was going to go by chicken down. No, I don't like heights, mate. I've told you this before. If I go to really too high, I would have thrown myself off, which I don't think is right. So, no,
0: I shouldn't do literally, it. Literally, she had to wait around all day, the weather, the clouds and everything,
4: oh, no, and ended no.
0: up about, I think it was supposed to be two o'clock, she jumped, up at, she jumped at seven in the end. believe it was oh, all for no. a good cause, so
4: well done uh, to her. Not, not, my, not my bad, mate, no.
0: Okay, well, as I'm no longer on a train, I can fill out the rest of this at some sort of reasonable volume. Uh, that's why it sounds different from the rest. Uh, I have recorded the show uh, last night. It's now 10 to 12 on Wednesday. I've spoken to Matt Barman this morning, uh, and now I'm cracking on with the show. Just to reiterate what I said there, um, well done to my future sister-in-law, uh, Lisa, for jumping out of the plane. Uh, rather you than me, um, but uh, really well done. Um, yeah, don't fancy it. And, and as you just heard, nor does Matt. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, we are on Twitter at KentNLPodcast.com. I still want to call it Twitter. It's X, isn't it? But, you know, you know what I mean. You know the website. The one that used to be the bird, now it's the X. Uh, I'm at John A2 81 Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh You can find us as well on Facebook. Search for Kent Only league Podcast and the group Kent Non-League Football Chat. Uh, is always good. We'd love to have new people to be part of that group. Uh, we're also on threads and Instagram as well, but I've been very lax uh, with updating those. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. A bit put together, um, recorded quite late on, on the move. Um, it's one of those where life's kind of got in the way of everything. Um, no regrets though, you know. It's 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 one of those. Uh, sometimes the podcast has to take second place, but you know what? We still love doing it, and hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Uh, really, really appreciate everybody listening. Uh, really, really appreciate the the time of Mitch Brundle, Anna McCleary, and of course Matt Barman there as well. Um, you know, tough week for for him as you as you've heard. Um, didn't really discuss that as much. Uh, when we were discussing it after the interview but obviously the the thing with young Ethan Stewart has, 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 has really affected Matt um, from hearing from hearing him talk there and yeah it must be really difficult and, and he said there you know all he was concerned about was the team and how much football he was going to miss and that just kind of shows what they're building there at Lordswood and, and, and really interesting to hear that with all the young players and things like that so hopefully uh, everyone has enjoyed that and, and this little bit that I've added in here just curled a bit more of, of what was actually discussed in that interview because it was really, really good. Um, as I say, really appreciate Matt's giving up his time uh, on a Wednesday morning. Uh, busy week for everyone, isn't it, with all the bank holidays and everything. It's been busy for me uh, with my day job as well and my beloved uh, Southeastern trains. Thank you so much again for the engineering works. It means so much that you care so much about ruining my weekend journeys. Anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's show. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll speak to you all next week. On the Kennelly podcast.
4: Great to be back on the Kennelly pod. Thanks for everybody who uh, uh, who listened to the last two weeks without me. If you don't want me on again, please let John know, and we'll get Tom and Nigel back. Thanks again. Bye.
0: Send me your CVs. <laughs> <laughs>